0: I'm from Jersey City originally, New Jersey, and yeah, like, like you couldn't tell from my accent, sometimes I listen to myself and I realize, oh my goodness, you gotta practice diction. I'll get there someday. But um, there was a comedian from Jersey City when I was growing up, his name was Flip Wilson, and he was hysterical, I don't know if he's still alive, but his character changed according to each skit that he was doing but the one that i liked the the most the one who was always innocent and when he would be caught in doing something wrong caught in a sin or an action his phrase was this is the phrase i'm focusing on is the devil made me do it sin the devil made me do it adultery the devil made me do it looking at someone else lustfully the devil made me do it and that's what we're challenged with today. Um, yes, Satan is very strong in the world. Yes, he is very powerful, he has a gender. Yes, he would love for all of you to follow him, all of us. But we have a free choice, we have a free will. And that's the key that is incorporated into the Holy Scriptures today. When, when we're created, we hear from the book of Sirach, choice. If you choose, you can keep the commandments and they will save you. Now, that doesn't apply only to the Ten Commandments. That applies to God's will, and we hear that in the responsorial psalm, blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. And what is the law of the Lord? Well, we as Catholics know, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your mind, and yourself, as your neighbor. That's love. That's God's law. So anything less than that falls into the category of not God's law and sometimes man's law and sometimes sin. So when we choose to sin on any level, don't blame the devil. The devil made me do it. No, you acquiesced to the devil's temptations. When we have the Sacrament of Confession, Sacrament of Reconciliation, we realize that that's the moment in which we take responsibility for what we've done in our lives. Now this week we have flowers on the altar, red flowers. The sacristan, I don't know where she is now, is wearing bright red. And we have Valentine's coming up in a few days. And and at the end of, there she's up there in the, in the Sanctuary. Um, the choir love the, the after mass we have a blessing for couples. If you like to have a blessing on on the celebration of Saint Valentine's to remind us that the law that God gave us is a law of love, not only marriage love, love on all levels, and that's what gets us. You see, we love who we want to love. Good. But we're obligated by God's law to love even those we don't like. And there is the challenge. Sometimes we don't like our spouses. I don't have one, so. But sometimes we don't like our children. But we're obligated to love them and separate the action from the person. In the seminary, we used to have this phrase love the sinner, but hate the sin. And it's applicable because God says, I lay before you everything that you want. Now, now, when, when uh, Isaiah gave us this, this section of the reading, the people had just come back from slavery, just come back into the Holy Land. Um, they're rebuilding their lives. And sometimes that's hard. And we know if we right now just look at people in Turkey, they haven't even started rebuilding their lives after the earthquake. People in Syria, again, they're still being bombarded. So they're not rebuilding their lives yet on a whole scale. But we we always have the opportunity every day when we wake up to rebuild our lives, to to take seriously the words of Isaiah, which are the words of God. Isaiah is the prophet. God is the author. And again, hearing, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. If you trust in God, you will live. And he's telling that to the people of Israel to get your act together. We know you went through hell. You've been abandoned. you've been Your houses have been burnt. We know all that. Come back together and choose God. Choose life. It's all set before you. You can get revenge or you can get God. You choose life or you choose death. And that's given to us, our ancestors, with Isaiah, hundreds of years before Christ. And Christ comes on the scene and reiterates that. We have the choice of loving one another or not. And when we love one another, we're imitating him. But let's get it straight. There are there are a lot of ways in which we sin that we, we, we sort of fudge the truth. You know, that's, and I hear that sometimes in confession, I'm not developing, um, divulging anybody's confession, but um, sometimes people come to confession like my grandmother. My grandmother used to, I was a kid, five, six, seven, no, seven years old, and I'd go to church with her in Jersey City, and there were these rooms with drapes on them and two doors, and I said, one day, Grandma, what, what what are they? And she had a very thick Italian accent, and she said, oh, it's it's a confession. Confession, I said, what's the confession? What, you go in there, and you tell the priest you sins. And I says, mm, I'm a kid, uh, what sins do I have? I says, like what, Grandma? Well, when I go to confession, I bless me, father. For i I I'm no sleeping with nobody but my husband. I'm no killing nobody. And I say my prayers every day and that's in my confession so your confession grandma was what you didn't do and you threw in a little thing about prayer basically and that's Flip Wilson again he was from Jersey City too you know things that went awry in my life the devil made me do it but the rest I take credit for well she was a great grandmother. I love, you know, grandparents and grandchildren always get along so well, they don't see the in between, okay? And the reason they get along so well is because they usually have a common enemy. <laughs> you gotta have a grandmother and, and mother or father to realize the impact of that. So, when, she, when my grandmother would make her Easter cookies, she would close the door. I'd be inside with her, she'd tell me when to come over. Down the car, we, had, we had shades, pull down the shades, and no answer, no door. I couldn't answer the door if someone rang the bell, and she'd start her cookies. My mother would come, I couldn't answer the door. My grandfather would come, he didn't come in the front door, he used to come in from the basement, but he couldn't come up even in the basement, from the base, when she was doing her cookies, because they were secret, and she didn't want anybody to know the recipe. I knew it, but nobody else did. That's not being Christian. That's not saying your prayers in the morning, Grandma. That's almost like Jesus saying, if you look at a person with lust in your eyes, you're committing adultery. You're you're on the road. So minimizing her sinfulness and raising up her prayerfulness is not a confession it's not even authentic christianity because the first thing we do when we come to the lord in confession whether you call it confess or confession or sacrament of reconciliation is acknowledge ourselves who we are we do it before mass lord have mercy and make us worthy to celebrate mass so god gives us choices and says i lay my choices before you love choose life, or hate, choose death. Now, we don't all uh, wish people death or really strong evil, but if we have a little evil in our hearts, we're challenged. And what I say when I'm counseling marriage couples, just imagine a ridge, and on that ridge, there's a little bit of a, a break in the land. It's a warning sign for an earthquake. If the relationship between husband and wife doesn't get repaired, when the crack starts happening, it becomes a chasm, it becomes an earthquake. So right in the beginning of our awareness of a mistake or sinfulness, we have to address ourselves, then God, then the person to whom we are directing our sinfulness. God says, I I give it all to you. Choose, you choose. And it's up to us to say, well, the Holy Spirit made me choose it, the Holy Spirit inspired me, or the devil made me do it. And that gives me no responsibility. The devil did it all. It's a kind of word game that, that we play. And sometimes I hear it in confession. It gets played back again. Yesterday I had someone, and I hope that person's not here, male or female, it doesn't really matter. And... I got a list of these great things that she does. (laughs) I said, you know, this is confession. This is not, you know, Acclamation Day. This is confession. You're supposed to tell me what you did wrong. Great, I'm glad you did all those wonderful things, and you do this, and you do that, and you pray here, and you go to this mess. That's wonderful. God bless you, and God loves you. But it's confession, and if you have nothing to confess, go your way. Oh, no, no, oh, you probably want to know what what happened between me and my daughter-in-law well, I don't really want to know, do you want to tell me? Well, I'll tell you, but it's really her fault. So now you're confessing to your daughter-in-law. How about make your own awareness? We call that an examination of conscience. We even have a name for it. Your conscience, not your brother, sister, mother, father's conscience. And therefore, we acknowledge who we are before God. And that's the choice. You choose life or you choose death. You choose life and love and God's way of loving or you choose death, sin, selfishness and blame it on the devil. It's all before us. Choose life.